0: Welcome everyone to the Ken Hill podcast. I'm Ken Hill. My goal with the podcast is to share the techniques and habits of what the best motorcycle riders in the world do to thrive and survive in a sport that has consequences. Using my 20 plus years of riding and training at the highest levels, I want to make these techniques and habits accessible to every rider in the world. The podcast structure is deliberate. I don't have sponsors. The duration relative to many other podcasts is short, making it simple to listen multiple times, and I only release a new podcast when I feel I have something to share. I'm not cranking out podcasts because my sponsors say I need to. You listeners are my sponsors, and I appreciate the donations, which can be made via the podcast page on my website, khcoaching.com. And now, here's today's episode. (laughs) This is the Ken Hill Podcast with Ken Hill, and welcome to podcast number 84. I had the opportunity this summer to ride a bike that I had been dying to ride, and uh, I had the opportunity to ride a KTM um, RC8R. And it's a, it's a bike that I actually ridden many years ago, I and mean, I only rode it a, a few laps. Had some transmission problems, so I didn't get a ton of laps on it. But I was, I was pretty intoxicated with this thing. And um, having been a fan of you know twin cylinder bikes and and a little bit of an oddball bike, that um, it, it 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 very much I, I very much liked the the gearhead part of it. And so. <clears throat> I was able to spend a day on this bike and it was the street version, so it was just a standard um, RC8 bone stock, except for a set of Q3s, who knows when they'd been put on there. Um, the client also had another RC8, but it was the competition version. And I got to ride that bike as, as well. But the street version um, needed a lot of setup work and I, I rode the bike at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Um, it needed a lot of setup work. I first rode the bike and was like, wow, this is, this is not great and ended up spending oh better part of, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes doing some setup on the bike and, and getting it so it was, it was um, pretty darn rideable. Well, we ended up with an imbalance um, with the front rear. The rear shock worked great, awesome, no complaints, but the fork was, was definitely compromised. And I can either set the fork up to have good uh, braking stability, but then it'd be horrible uh, in the rest of the corner, or I could have the fork work really well in the middle of the corner on the exit, but not great um, on straight up and not braking. So I did, a, I did a compromise sort of setup on it, and it would have been really easy at that point to go, well, you know what, this thing's a piece of shit. Um, it's not gonna do what I want. Um, the rider I'm working with is really quick, and uh, I, can't, I can't keep up with him on this bike. That's just the way it is, because it's stock, right, it's stock. No, instead, I rode the bike, got more familiar with it, and I was able to adjust how I rode it, and I had a fantastic day on the bike. So instead, I had to go to the brakes slightly earlier, slightly lighter, and then have the fork um, compressed at turn in, maintained that fork compression, and uh, until the slowest point of the corner, released it and ended up just, anyway, I had a great day with the bike. But I, it's because I spent the time to get familiar with that setup. And once I did, I could adjust to it and had I just had an absolutely fantastic day. And I see that, I, I bring this, this point up and I bring this podcast up because There's definitely a trend in in our wonderful society right now, which is, of course, everything has to be a personal best. Every session has to be a personal best. Everything has to be awesome. And we are skipping over the most important part of that, which is the getting good. Everybody wants to be great, but we forget about that getting good. And getting good is where the magic is, right? And, And the problem is, right, there's nothing sexy about the getting good part. Um you know, putting your, your reps in, getting familiar, that's again, that is where the magic is. Because what, what happens there, let's we're gonna we're gonna break this down and we're gonna talk about it in the riding aspect and the bike aspect, is when you spend time putting your reps in, and you spend time getting familiar then eventually your subconscious takes over. And when your subconscious takes over, that allows more time in your brain to break it down, right? It slows everything down and then you can make it more nuanced. And I like to think of this as, um, I, I just love what this saying is. Um, I'm sure George got it from somewhere else, but I'll give George one of my, my, my peer group, peer group uh, members. Um, is, uh, he says, yeah, it, it's easy to do something until you get it right. But the magic is being able to do it until you can't get it wrong. And we look at that another way. We say amateur can do, amateurs do something until they get it right. Uh, professionals do it until they can't get it, get it wrong. And there's another story that goes along with that, that I think is, is, um, is just really great timing for it. And the, the the major point of of this podcast is for you to give yourself permission to get familiar with something. And the story is um, uh, one of the times that I got to watch Nikki Hayden ride at Freddy's and and Nikki was working on um, the slowest point of the corner, and he called it direction change at the time. Um, and that's sort of where that's that's the time where we I kind of coined the 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 phrase slowest point of the corner. And what Nikki was trying to do was work on his slowest point, and he worked on this for two days. Two days. And what he was trying to do was understand the slowest point of the corner. How slow could he make it? um, What happened when he did X, Y, or Z at the slowest point? And then he was moving it from corner to corner. So yes, he was continuing to do laps, but he's like, okay, I'm gonna work on this in a short radius corner until I can't get it wrong. Then I'm gonna work on it into a long radius corner until I can't get it wrong. Then I'm gonna work on it in a combination of corners until I can't get it wrong. Then I'm gonna turn the track around backwards and I'm gonna do the same thing over again. So he spent two days working on the same thing. He'd run out of gas, <laughs> come back in, fill the gas tank back up and go right back out. So it was, it was really a great thing for, for me to see that, um, see that in where I was at in my writing, to give myself permission to work on one thing at a time and to get familiar with it. To not be in such a hurry to go quickly, and again, I, I make the joke is like people when when we talk about the brake graph and the timing of the brake graph. Yeah, that took me two or three years of working on that, so I could get familiar with it and 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 figure it out. So, how does this work for how does this work for you? And I think it starts with yes, get fam- you know, give yourself permission to get familiar with with your riding or your bike. So work on one thing at a time. And it's as simple as, if you're not hitting your apexes, work on your apexes until you get them, right? Until they become subconscious, until you can't get them wrong. And the beauty of working, for instance, on your apexes is it opens your world up to so many different things. So suddenly it's like, oh, awesome, I'm on my apexes. Mm, What control am I using at the apex? Oh, how am I getting away from my apex? How's my core engagement at my apex? All these things start to open up when that happens. So, picking one thing, then it could be, for instance, then it could be your break-release, okay? Where's my break-release? Where's my break-release for different corners? Yes, I realize there's a gazillion other things that are happening, but make that your primary objective. Make that your mission for that day, or days, or month, or year or I'm gonna work on my exits for the entire year. And you know I know it sounds maybe a little over the top, but in the big picture, it's, it's really not. So get familiar with your writing. Give yourself permission to um, spend the time to, uh, to work on this. The, the next one, i pause here a second because uh, honestly, it's, it's one of my biggest sources of, of frustration which is getting familiar with your bike. I, I see all too often people, people screwing with their bike. They're, they're, they're making an incremental change to their bike when they're fundamentally out of the picture. They're making a change that's gonna make a, a .5% difference in their lap time when they have 40% left in their fundamentals. So, yes, I completely understand that your bike works in, in a certain operating range. I mean, and in, in once it's set, it should be pretty darn good. Uh, an example of that as a sidebar is, is my, my GSX-R 1000. Um, I did um, after almost a year, actually it was a year, uh, with the bike with the stock suspension as I ended up putting some Ohlins on it. Um, and now that I have the OLEDs, I literally explained to them, you know, what I'm doing with the bike. Um, they took all those parameters into, to, in, in, into, um, uh, into effect and built me the suspension. And I literally have not touched the suspension on that bike in four different tracks. Four different tracks. I've ridden it. The bike works great. I'm familiar with it. I can adjust. Is it perfect? no is it close yeah so but but the idea is that that once you get the bike and you're familiar with it you can do a lot you can do a lot with it the problem is thinking that you're going to you're going to find some magic with with your lap time um, by making this very incremental change with your bike and constantly constantly screwing with it Um, again, it's these, you're looking at incremental changes when if you're, if you're worried about, um, two clicks of compression, or you're worried about a turn of preload and you're three feet off your apex, guess what? That's not your problem. So spend the time to get familiar with the bike, because the added beauty of this is that you get familiar with your bike. Then when you do actually make a fundamental change to it you know if it worked or not. If you're hitting your apexes with the bike maybe not being perfect, and you do make a change, you can actually see what that does. So get familiar with your bike and resist effing with it every single session. At the sharp end, I, I can't tell you how much that screws with a rider's confidence by his bike being screwed with every single session. Yes, yes, there's, there's incremental development. That's one thing. Incremental development is one thing. But wholesale, fundamental changes every session? No, that, that, that is, that all that's doing is completely destroying a, a rider's confidence. So get familiar with your bike. Get it working and leave it alone and get used to these things so when you do actually make a change, um, you know exactly what's, uh, what's going on. So get familiar with your stuff. Give yourself permission. Get, get, get familiar with your writing. Work on one thing at a time until you do get to that point of where you're getting it right and then continue, again, it's not sexy, but continue to work on it until you can't get it wrong. And this is really, this is really where um, the big improvements come. So, all right, there's your podcast on getting familiar. I uh, can't emphasize it enough. Ken Hill Podcast, 2021, all rights reserved.